You're listening to Danny on What The Heck Podcast. This is the place where I share my experience, knowledge and skills. So welcome along. Have I got a treat for you, ladies and gentlemen? I have got two people on my show today that are blind. And we are actually recording this from Clubhouse. And they're in the room. And I'm going to get them to introduce themselves briefly and tell us who they are. Anne, would you like to go first? Sure. Uh, my name is Anne Harrison. I am an author, a professional writer, and I am a podcaster. Brilliant. And um, in our clubhouse room yesterday, Teresa, I just met Teresa yesterday, and she was the first person in two months oh. to actually cry on our clubhouse room. And um, we've got a great friendship that's um, growing every day. So, Teresa, tell us about you. So, as you know, as you just said, my name is Teresa. I am the host of Struggling, Blessed, But Not Alone. I am diligently, I am almost totally blind. I only have 90% or 10% sight left. Um, and I, I'm a motivator, motivational speaker as well. And she's brilliant. She told me yesterday that she had 750 downloads and has generated around about $200 from her podcasting efforts to date. And I thought, well, you can do my marketing for me if you've accomplished that and been blind. We were talking in a clubhouse room, and we still are, and I said, I have this format for my podcast that works, and it's 12 random questions. And I have a sort of like a pack of cards, and I shuffle it, and I just pick 12 random questions. And I ask, I'll ask Anne, and I'll ask Teresa to answer the version of the question. So let's go for the first one. The first question here we have today is, what was the most unusual thing you have ever eaten? Teresa, would you like to tell everyone what's the most um, unusual thing you have eaten as a blind person? Yes, I had some gizzards that um, that I didn't know. I've had them before, but it was interesting because I didn't know. So I thought it was um, shrimp, and so that was interesting to me. I'm a Kiwi. I don't know what a, a, what, a gizzard so it's a chick. It's a part of a chicken, right, Anne? Yep. Yeah. I still don't know what I, is no. that. The egg, the feet, the toes, the beak. I guess I shouldn't have told you that because it's the. Uh, I don't want to be ugly here, but it's the. It's on the inside of the chicken. Look, I'm a vegan. This does not sound good. Just saying. Yeah, it it, it yeah it was. It's, but it tastes but for for those of us southern folks like me and. Well, Teresa, too, because um, fried chicken gizzards are good. Right. So just, ah. Teresa, when you were, like, presented this meal, did somebody tell you what you were eating? What did you discover and go, what's this taste? Well, normally, and I've learned since I've lost my sight not to say this anymore because I was raised where I've eaten all kinds of different things, but I just said, oh, I, I'm not picky. I'll eat anything. And then I was like, oh, my God, what am I eating? Wow. We've got this thing in New Zealand called the Wild Food Festival. Don't ever mm-hmm. go there and say you'll eat anything. Exactly. They have goat now, testicles, I, I, all sorts of weird things. Just saying. Now, right? as a li- so as a little girl, my grandparents came from Italy, so I have had tongue. I have I have had eel. I've had some some interesting foods, but I just had no. And I've had gizzard. I just had no clue. And the way it was cooked was different than I've ever had it. I've even had tripe, which is cow's stomach. So I've eaten some weird things. Yeah. Okay, Anne, how would you answer that question? I'll repeat the question. What's the most unusual thing you have ever eaten? Well, and this is when I was a little girl, I ate fish gizzards. 
<laughs> I, I, no, I'm serious. I am serious. They're smaller than chicken gizzards, but they kind of taste very similar. Uh, my grand, my grandfather on my father's side of the family, he, um, he, he had some, and my grandmother fried them one day, and I tried it, and it was definitely different. Right. But um, can I give you a a little interesting factoid there, Danny? Why not? I actually went to New Zealand back in 1991. Oh, you were the one. Must have had our borders open at that time. <laughs> How did you find it? Uh, it well, it it was definitely different. It was hot. No hot way. You must have gone to Auckland, <laughs> not the South Island. Yeah, Auckland, um, Otarahonga. Oh, well said. You say it better than I do. Um, let's see... We our camp was at on Snails Beach outside of Warwick. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I went. We went to, and I've actually shared a. Uh, got a chance to, to to. I had the experience of shearing a sheep. I've been to an angora rabbit farm. I've been blackwater ah, rafting. You went to uh, you went to Waitomo, didn't you? Yep. And you might have bumped into a guy. Oh, I can't remember his name, but David Fagan. He's a New Zealand champion shearer. And uh, you, there's a farm I know you've oh, gone to. No, it. no, no! It was actually at Snails Beach. The, the one of our buddies, she her father owned a sheep farm. Oh, you're and not helping my story it, though, are you? Really? Fair. You're not helping my story because I thought I knew what he was talking about. Now it's like lost in space. No, but I, I, I remember this has been oh my gosh, thirty years ago. Um, yeah, but no, I, we actually it was it was at Snails Beach. I'm like I, I've never met the famous sheep shearer but i do know that the angora rabbit farm they shear their rabbits like the like they shear the merino sheep in australia may not be the same story but there is actually one of those in waitomo and there was a lady that had all these fluffy rabbits and she was shearing them making juices out of them um so we can get through now isn't that amazing what isn't that amazing she's totally blind and she sheared sheep well at least ask the sheep that's what i want to say <laughs> okay. Well, I had help, so. Question number anyway. two. Let's stay focused. We have twelve of these questions. Eleven to go. Who was your favorite author? And I'll ask Anne to go first this time. Oh my gosh, that's a, that's a toughie because I've got so many. No. But one of my favorite authors is Lynette Eason. Why? Because she writes fabulous Christian romantic suspense novels, and she's actually been on my podcast. How cool. I, I've got a favorite book and I managed to get the uh, author onto my podcast. That and was, that's something. I know, it's cool. Yeah. And how did you get the author to come onto your podcast? Um, I actually I actually reached out to Elizabeth Goddard, who is another author under the Ravel book, um, who published her books under Ravel Books. And her, her publicist reached out to me after I reached out to Elizabeth and um, Lynette Eason was one of several authors on that list. How cool is that? Teresa, how would you answer that question? Who is your favorite author? Well, I really don't read much. I mean, I, I read more self-help books and kind of spirituality books. So I kind of like authors like Charles Stanley, the Bible, that kind of stuff. Um, the la- latest book I've read and who I like is um, Max Lucata. So I'm dyslexic, and I've never read a book in my life. And when I say that, it means if I read the words, they don't go into my brain, so I don't count it as reading. However, I've just discovered audiobooks. And now I can understand when people go to a movie and come outside and say that the book 
um, was better than the movie, but I suppose you girls wouldn't experience the movie experience. But do you go to the movies? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Well, I haven't been in a while, but I but I have gone, and now the for the totally blind the um, theaters now have the headphones where you can get audio description for the visually impaired. Okay, uh, could you You're just explain how that, that works? Too. Television do that too. Say that again, Teresa. You broke up a little bit there. Your television now has a, I wouldn't say an app, but it, your television can now get some audio transcribed where it, they're talking. It's, um, it's secondary audio programming. That's what the audio description is for. Question number three. This one's for Teresa. What really makes you angry and why? <laughs> what really makes me angry? I'm sorry. Um, I should just be able to jump this one out. That people, yeah, that, that people don't, that I believe in myself and I motivate myself, but that people, I always have to prove myself and people just don't, that they, I'm always proving myself and, and it, I don't mind proving myself, but it's just, it's just, it makes me angry that people just think I can never do something because of so much saw, so, like, uh, I can't get the words out. I think you did actually. I remember when I was a kid, I got blamed for something I didn't do. Four men uh, in a caravan or had a few beers. They said, you're naughty, Danny. You, you lied. And I said, I didn't lie. And they said, you will never amount to anything. And that's what they mm -hmm. told me. And it stuck in my brain for the rest of my life. It's probably the best thing they ever told me. And I've always been trying to prove those guys wrong. <laughs> Maybe that's, that's it. Similar. That's that. Yep. You yep. said it better than that. That's, yep. Yeah. And what really makes you angry? When something doesn't work right or when I think I've lost something. Mm -hmm. Because I get frustrated when it doesn't work right because I'm trying to do something trying to get you know whatever the the skill is that like if it's something on my computer trying to get like a pod the podcast episode to upload and either the site doesn't want to cooperate or you know it could be something or it, it could be something complex or when i think i've lost something and i can't see where it is and it just drives me insane yeah that's good um this is the question i want to ask like i said to you before we went live um a lot of questions people want to ask blind people, but we don't because we don't think that's nice. But two sides of this next question, and you can go first, Anna. What motivates you to get up in the morning is the question that I really want to actually ask you. How do you know it's morning when you're blind? Well, my phone and my Amazon Alexa device and my you know whatever device I'm using – um, it tells me, and it has the, like, say, 7.30 a.m., but I also have a little bit of, I have light perception. Okay, so you can feel light and dark. Right. I love Alexa. I've got one of those as well. Teresa went to bed last night. She said that she went to bed last night at 6 a.m. in the morning, and then half an hour later I found her on another clubhouse room chatting, and I thought, ah, she didn't get any sleep. But I just wonder if she lost all track of time or it doesn't really matter. No, I knew that 
I knew what time it was. I just couldn't sleep. I do know the difference from the night and the day. I can, I, like I said, I have 10% of vision left. Um, so I can see a very, very minute. And the sun hurts my, okay, so the little bit of sight that I do have, the more light that comes into my eyes, the blinder I get. So I get a light blindness. Kind of like you're going to heaven. Oh, you know how they say, you see the light. No, I don't get that. Okay, so what motivates you to get up in the morning then, Teresa? Because I was blessed to get another day because there's something that I need to accomplish. All right, that's a good answer. Right, question number five, are you girls ready? Who wants to go first this time, Anne or Teresa? I haven't asked the question yet. But who wants to go first when I do ask the question? That is the question. I'll go first. <laughs> okay, Teresa. <laughs> How many languages do you speak? And I know that you speak two, even if you say you only speak one. And I'll tell you why after you answer. How many languages do you speak? Well, I know I speak English for sure, and I do speak some sign language. Ah, okay. Uh, Anne, before I tell um, why everyone speaks two languages, Anne, how many well, languages do you speak? I speak English and... Uh, I know a little, I used to know a little bit of Spanish and a little bit of French, but I have lost a lot of that now. So if you ever have the privilege of asking people how many languages they speak, and as long as they can speak their language correctly, you can always say, well, actually, everyone speaks two languages. The second language that everyone speaks is called body language. Right. Yep. And I get it. Yeah. And we speak with our That's bodies. That's what I meant. That's what I meant by by sign language. It's more body, yeah. No, sorry, you missed it. Well, no, there is an American sign language, but I do I do know some signs, some real signs. Yeah, but go ahead. Good stuff. I like that. Right, uh, I forgot what question we're up to. I think it's number six. Um, okay, here's a bit of a personal one. Um, I'm going to go and go on this one. Do you like or dislike surprises? Why or not? Why or why not? So, do you like people surprising you with gifts? Oh yes. I absolutely love it because it's it, it makes me feel like it's just it's just amazing. It's like that awe. Oh, I'm like, oh wow, you know, it's totally unexpected. Nice, Teresa. I honestly think you're going to be surprised by this. Shock us all. I've never really been gotten a gift to be surprised. And don't make me cry again. It's fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> now, I was brought up a Jehovah's Witness, right? We mm -hmm. don't celebrate Christmas or birthdays. And I do not like surprises. Is that something similar? Actually, actually you know what? I have been. I, I'm, I'm wrong because someone brought me flowers one day, and that was a surprise. I shouldn't say that now that I think of that. I, I do like surprises, but there's very far and few. Another day, we'll go into the reason why you said you didn't. All right, we've got another question here, and the question is, how many pairs of shoes do you own? Uh, we'll go Anne. Three. A pair of tennis shoes, a pair of sandals, and a pair of slippers. Hold on a minute. Tennis shoes. Why do you call them tennis shoes? Uh, well, a lot of people call them sneakers, and I've just heard them called tennis shoes all my life. Oh. And when you're yeah. buying shoes, what do you go for like I mean I know what I go for I, I, I look at things for six months before I make a decision to buy and then I buy but uh, in blind what, what are you well, what are you I looking for in a pair of shoes well 
they've got to be sturdy. They've got to be in good walking shoes. They've got to be comfortable. And they've got to be within my price range. I'm not going to spend $120 on a pair of shoes when I can spend 30 or 40 yeah. Okay. Less than that. So uh, I've got to ask the question, you know, as you're blind, um, do you have like three-inch stilettos or four-inch stilettos? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to wear break my neck shoes. Nope. Ain't going to happen. <laughs> I ain't falling and busting my butt. Yeah, all right. I'm just curious. I had to ask. Teresa, what about you? How many pairs of shoes about do you About 25 own? pairs of shoes. 25? Jesus. Can I say that? Mm-hmm. What, what do you do with 25 pairs of shoes? Um. Well, well, I just, I like heels. I like, I like, you know, I have several different pairs of sneakers. I have sandals. I, you just, they're, they're fashionable. Girls like shoes. Wow. So you've gone like 25 and has gone three. Mm-hmm. You think your girls My have a common interest? My six or seven. I'm sorry? I also have a lot of pairs of boots. Go ahead. Boots. What do you do with the boots? What do you call boots? Wear them. Well, tramping boots or safety boots um, so you can whack your toe into something and not worry about it That's <laughs> no just like cute winter boots um i used to have a pair i think i still have a pair of go-go boot like long like long boots up to the thigh okay so you see cute so what or, what, or, what do you like cute boots for like do you pick them up and feel them and go hey they're cute Well, I have all these shoes. I haven't bought in shoes. No, I have. I can't say that. Um, remember, I still have a little bit of sight. So as long as the light is correct, I, I know I keep saying remember this, but um, I still can see a very little bit. Right. That's okay. All right. All right. So that's cool. Um, we've got Pat that's in the room. He's really cool. Um, he's listening. We're actually recording a, a podcast as we speak, would you believe? Don't tell anyone. Are we secret? Uh, that was question number seven. We have 12 questions. Um, aside from necessities, now this is a really good question. I'm proud of these questions. I actually got a room full of people together and we had 200 questions. And I said that I wanted um, to have 100 and I wanted to narrow it into around about 100 questions. And I asked them what questions I should have and what I shouldn't have. And we got personal questions and business questions. And at the end of it, we come up with 107 questions. Three of those questions, four of those questions should have never been in my pack. And when I've asked people them, they said, don't ask that question again. I've thrown that card away. But that means that we have 104 questions. These are random. And this is another one that I quite like. Aside from necessities, what one thing could you not go uh, a day without? Uh, Teresa, you go first. What's one day I could not go without? Aside from necessity, so let's not go internet or my iPhone, because I'm assuming that's a necessity for yourself. Oh, gosh. Um, coffee? Don't say coffee. Coffee, yeah, it would be coffee. Well, it, yes, really. I just, yeah, my mind went more to necessities. But you can call coffee a necessity. Yeah, yeah you can. Yeah, I go for a coffee. Now, um, I've, my partner and I have gone vegan um, about uh, 16 months ago, and I, I used to love lattes because I love the word and been to Italy and you have a latte. Ah, it's great. vanilla, vanilla latte, yeah. Yeah, but when you're a vegan, no milk, right? So then you, you go black and it's like, Ugh. but now I've used oat milk, which is from oats, and it's pretty good. You, I was going to say almond milk. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Uh, and then there's um, the other one, coconut milk. So coconut milk, yeah. Tell us um, your coffee. What, what's your favorite coffee then? So my favorite coffee is a vanilla latte. There you go. 
Yep. Um, all right, Anne, what about you? Um, well, Coffity, Coffity. Oh, I'm, I'm not talking about it. There's a wee song, I think. Coffity, Coffity. <laughs> anyway, coffee seems to be a necessity of late because every time, every morning I get up and I gotta have my cup of coffee. Anyway, but no, one thing I couldn't live without, aside from the devices and stuff, is my music. Great. And uh, what sort of music do you like? Oh, I'm a bit eclectic. I like classical. I like like new age breeze type music. I like um, 80s and 90s country. Some classic rock. Have you yeah, have, have you listened to um, the Sound of Silence by Disturbed? The Sound of Silence. Yeah. Next time you're voicing it to um, Spotify, search for Sound of Silence by Disturbed. It is amazing. You remember Simon and Garfunkel? Yeah. Yeah, they've sung. Oh, Disturbed. Ooh, no, I don't like it. My daughter does. Oh, don't worry about Disturbed as a band because they're pretty freaky and they're heavy metal and he's got bits of no, iron I've heard the, the, coming version. out of his face. It's fine, at, it's fine at first and then it gets a little bit too, yeah. You got to listen to the YouTube video of him making it and why he thought he wouldn't um, pull it off, and then he did. Yeah, but I'm the, more the Simon. I'm more the Simon and Garfunkel version. I like that one better. Yeah, I like both because I th- I like the one end of the spectrum from the other sort of scenario. All right, here's one for you. All right, you can fight over who's going to answer this question. What superpower would you like to have? Mm. Yeah. Teresa, I'm going to let you go and we'll come back to that one because I can think about that one. Using stalling tactics, Teresa? Let's see. Um, first thing that comes to mind is I'd like to jump off, uh, just jump and just fly. Fly. Oh, power. You want power. No, no, no. Flying's good because I'm thinking of the okay. greatest, greatest American hero and that's, ironically, I like to be able to fly as well. Yeah. I'd like to have healing powers. Healing? Healing through sound, yes. Through sound. How does that work through sound? Explain that one. Uh, well, there are, there are like music therapists and that kind of stuff, but it's like I cer- have certain sonic vibrations that I don't, I don't know. I've got to, I've got to really work it out, but as a blind person, sound and touch Two of my strongest senses, so I don't know how it would work, but it's something that I find intriguing. Cool. Well, you love the next question, then. This is a really goodie. If you ruled the world, what would you change on day one? Mm. I, I would. I would want. Well. My first thought comes, I would, I would make everybody blind so people would understand what blindness is like. That sounds very mean. Yeah. So is blindness a blind. weakness or a strength? You know why? Why, though? Because then we wouldn't be judging people so much. We wouldn't care about the color of our skin. We wouldn't care about race. We wouldn't care about those, those minute things that people... You know, what someone look, you know, just all those type of things. We judge too many people, you know, we judge too much. And if you can't, I think with me losing my sight, I, you know, I 
you just have a different perspective. Mm. So maybe that doesn't sound so mean now. Yeah, no, that's all right. And I mean mean because it was just stimulating conversation in a way. I think, um, yeah, no, I think um, I think it's a good answer, actually. You know, just for the differences, because we're, we're make, we make so big about, you know, different different things that are just not important. And when you can't see, you, you don't, you it doesn't matter. Mm. Those things don't matter that we're making such big issues about. I, I heard, um, because my partner's boys in the spectrum, and he struggles with a, lot, a few things. Um, I, f- I remember watching a video once, and it was talking about the world has the disability that the people don't. I think that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I always think about that. It's like, you know, like people in wheelchairs, you know, it's, it's not that they're not allowed to be in a wheelchair. It's the fact that we haven't got, you know, wheelchair-friendly access to things or <laughs> the world isn't geared up for it. It's geared up for the majority, not the minority of people. So um, Absolutely. Yeah. I've got two more questions out of the 12. What's one thing you do... Uh, sorry, oh, okay. I hate this question. I've got to throw this card out. But um, I, the reason I don't like it is I'm no good at saying the word eulogy. Uh, funny enough, oh, Lance. Eulogy, yeah. Yeah, so Lance, funny enough, I think we had him up a couple of weeks ago, and I, I'm pretty sure this might have been one of his questions just popped into the room. We're recording this as a podcast, by the way, Lance. But what's one thing that you do want on your eulogy? So, oh, yeah. you came a little bit too late. What? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Could be. What's one thing you'd like on your tombstone? Or what would you like somebody to stand up at your funeral and say, oh. Teresa was good. She was always a... A go-getter. A, a motivator. Motivator. And what about you? Oh, um... I guess I would I would like someone to say she encouraged me to express myself and not to be afraid to do so. Gave people a voice? I know voice? I'm wording that wrong, but... Gave people a voice? Right, well, thank you. There you go. Look at that, eh? Last question, but not least. Where in the world would you... Now, this is what we talked about before we went online because it's one of the first questions. Where in the world would you like to travel to next? And I would like to know... How exciting is travel for blind people? So I'll take it. I would love to go to Italy, and I am going to go to Italy. I see that in my next five years. I actually am going. I actually would love to see in five years to travel all around the world, go everywhere. Once this, yep, and it's going to happen. And, and what was the other part of that question? Um. Where in the world would you like to travel to next? Okay, that. So I answered it. Okay, sorry. That's right. Now, just before we go to Anne, like, have you traveled in the past? Only in the United States. I was in a train um, going to Niagara. I was going over to Canada. I, I think I left from New York. I might have that wrong. I think it was New York. And then I went to um, the Niagara Falls. And I met two guys on the train. They were heavily married. 75 years of age, and they said to me, this is the very first time they had ever left their state. And at that time, I was traveling 25 countries in four and a half months. Mm-hmm. A lot of Americans do not travel. They didn't even know where New Zealand was. 
that's that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, a lot of United people from the United States don't travel. What about Anne? Um, I have been, you know, to various places, and I did, and I say I don't travel alone before, but I actually have been on a Greyhound bus, and I knew who was going to meet me at my destination, so I have done that a couple of times. I but took the a, next place I'm... I took a Greyhound bus into Las Vegas, and those toilets in the back smell like hell. Did you have that problem? Yeah, and they were messy, but anyway, beside, but that, yeah. Um... But as far as traveling, I'm a little wary of it now due to COVID. Hmm. But if I had a destination in mind, hmm, maybe England. I don't know. What appeals? I really hadn't put much... Do you have that drive? Like I'm a, I call, I've been to 35 plus countries and I call myself a solo traveler and I live to travel. Just before COVID, I went to Bangladesh. Uh, where else do I go? India and China. And I got out of there probably two weeks before COVID actually started happening. And I did it because I turned 50 and I didn't like celebrating my birthday, so I escaped. However, um, when I was traveling, I thought, oh, I love traveling so much. Just that freedom. That's a blessing for me, being able to do it. But for you guys, is it something you, is it a curse that you can't so easily? Is it something that you don't have any desire to do? Or you got too much else going on that you don't really like. What the idea of it going away on a holiday is that something you want? Yes, I do. I just not something that I'm thinking about currently. I think before we went live, we talked about your senses. Uh, I think we did one thing that really was interesting to me is your fear of going outside and not being able to get home again. Yeah, how do you? Okay, how do you manage that? Okay, so after I said it, I thought, you know, because it's just because I've lost so much sight. I do get out. I just don't get out as much as I used to. I used to walk everywhere because I've only lost most of my sight in the last six years. So I'm just panicked. So what the question was, how would I get back? Yeah. I just try not to go too far of destinations. And you've got a difference with Anne because Anne's been blind since birth. And Teresa's got about 10% of her sight still today and lost her sight slowly. So you've got a different perspective. So in some ways, going by what you were saying earlier, Anne kind of has embraced it more because she's never had sight. But you've had a touch of it, and now you try not to lose it. Correct. So what about Anne, when you leave home, do you worry Um, about being able to find your way back home? Uh, if I'm in this familiar area where I am yet now, yes, because I have like landmarks like like the mat in front of my porch steps. I have the wind chimes on my porch and things like that. But and when I'm in like a, a more urban area and I don't know where I'm going, it does get a bit scary. I do get a bit anxious because I get disoriented. And that in itself scares me. Hmm. So just uh, because we're recording this live, I would like to say, just pretend you've just wrote a book and you've given your message out and at the very very last paragraph, the message that you want to leave people, you know, what is your why? I know you both are getting into podcasting and 
But what is your why? Uh, it's, it's such a cliche because everyone asking your why. But and first, if you had a message that you wanted to leave people, what is the reason that you want to be able to speak out? What is your why? Well, because I think that I want to make a difference. I want to encourage people to go after their their to achieve their goals and go after their calling. Because writing and now I find podcasting, I'm both I'm called to do both. So therefore, that's my thing. I want to give people the courage and the courage the, the courage to use their voices to speak their message to the world. Because we all have a message. But we are the only ones who can share our message with the world. I'm chuckling when I'm saying this, but Anne, what is your why? Because I want to make a difference. One more time, because that's what the book told me to say. What, what, <laughs> what is your why? Because if I, because I want to make a difference. Brilliant. And if I don't, who will? You know. Yeah. And, I, and honestly, I think if I ask that question three times to most people who are podcasters, they really want to make a difference. Um, Teresa, i got a question for you. Are you making a difference? Yes. Teresa, are you making a difference? Yes, I'm making a difference. And I'm going to change the last one because you think I'm going to ask the same question. What difference are you making in people's lives at the moment? I make a difference every day because even though we are in COVID, I have a podcast where I show during in COVID, I have met many different people all over the world and I'm still doing it and being blind. I, 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 you know, it doesn't stop me. Awesome. To get out there and, and meet new people and just doing it sitting in my home. So if you're listening to my podcast and you would like to know more about these ladies, um, I will make sure the show notes give you a link to their profile. They would love to interview you. They'd love to have you on their podcast. And they would uh, certainly like to make a difference in your life. So if you can help them do that in any which way or form, by all means, reach out to these girls. And if you don't know what Clubhouse is, that's my last question is, how is Clubhouse? Now, if you're new to Clubhouse, when you first join up and it's within seven days, you get a party hat. Now, both Teresa and Anne both have party hats, means they've only been on Clubhouse for seven days. And my last question to both of you girls, Anne first, do you like the platform Clubhouse? In some respects, yes, but I'm so I'm still so new to it that I really, I really don't know how to answer that. I like this room per se, but like I said, Clubhouse as a whole, I can't really answer that because I just joined it yesterday. Oh, you're only one day old. Yeah, I would love to ask that question in about two weeks' time. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Teresa, how long, have you been, how long have you been on Clubhouse for? So I think I'm hitting my fifth day. Yep. And I would say I think it is a an amazing thing, an amazing thing. It has opened doors in so many ways. I've already podcasted about it to my, podca- to my um, listeners. I get a voice back and I get to hear from amazing people. There are platforms. It is like having some of these things, some of these rooms that you go in these, I guess they're called clubhouses or rooms. You they're like master classes. 
You can feature yourself however you want. It gives you a voice and it gives other people voices. And I think it's going to change. Um, I, I don't like social media, really. I really don't. But I enjoy this because people are getting to talk to one another. I've um, coined a phrase and I've got it in my Clubhouse profile. And it says Clubhouse equals the world needed to talk. I truly believe that's what this platform yeah. is all about. Now, how many hours sleep have you had in the last four days, Teresa? <laughs> very, very little. Right. That's awesome. Well, thank you both for coming on my podcast, and it's been a privilege to interview you on the cuff, as we did. And um, as I said, there'll be some show notes, and by all means, reach out to Anne and Teresa. I'll make sure I link um, their profiles to the show notes. So thank you for long. Uh, thank you for... That's what happens when you do these live broadcasts. So I'm going to play the music at the end of the podcast now. Thank you for coming along to What The Heck Podcast. Tune in to our next episode, hear more riveting podcasts from our guests that come along to our show. Thanks, girls. <laughs> <laughs>